I am Grandpa, and I love you. I'm Grandma, and I love you too. Welcome to our podcast, Grandpa and Grandma Bedtime Stories. We share some stories that will make you laugh. We share stories that might make you cry. And we share stories that will give you courage to choose the right. And these bedtime stories will help you to dream sweet dreams. So get on your pajamas and say your prayers. Turn out the light and hear our story tonight. Good evening. This is Grandpa Edward Jeffrey Hill, and tonight's bedtime story will continue our series about having fun and being creative by doing things that are just a little bit crazy. It's good to be responsible, but sometimes we are a little too responsible and choose not to do things that are kind of crazy, but would be very creative and really fun. I'm the first to admit that there are many things that are crazy that you should not do. For example, you should not jump off a building and pretend you are a bird. That's too crazy. But doing things that are creative and a little bit crazy is fun. It makes life a little happier. Clearly, along with being responsible, it is good to have fun, to be creative, and perhaps do some things that are a little bit crazy. It is a good thing to be unique in a good way. In 1966, when I was 13 and in 8th grade, my family, consisting of my dad, Edward Iring Hill, my mom, Ladine Jones Hill, my brother, Scott Emery Hill, my brother, Ted Howard Hill, and my sister, Ann Catherine Hill, moved from the sunshine and beaches of Santa Cruz to the rain and evergreen country of Tacoma, Washington. My dad paid $26,000 for our four-bedroom, 1,800-square-foot house at 1202 South 129th Street. It was right next to the college golf course owned by Pacific Lutheran University. That's where I learned to golf. I have told you about some of my golfing adventures in other podcasts. This home had an unfinished basement except for one room, and that was my room. I loved having my own room alone in the basement. Now my little brothers and sister didn't bother me nearly so much. For your information, in 2023, this home was valued on Zillow.com at $608,000. It is bigger, nicer, and much more affordable than our house in Santa Cruz, probably because it rains so much in Washington. It would only take about three school teachers' salaries to afford that house. From previous bedtime stories, you probably realize that I lived my teenage years in Tacoma, Washington. I did plenty of crazy things as a teenager. At Washington High School, I was editor of the school newspaper, the Washington Patriot. In those days, you had to do all the work on the newspaper at the school. You couldn't do anything at home. You typed the school newspaper with a manual typewriter on a mimeograph stencil. You had to type perfectly. You couldn't just backspace and correct like you can do now. If you made a mistake, heaven forbid, you had to take a paper clip, rub over the mistake, apply liquid correction fluid, let the correction fluid dry, and then carefully type the right letter softly, hoping that you did it right. It would take at least two minutes for every mistake that you made. Needless to say, I tried to type very carefully. This mimeograph stencil was then put on the round drum of a mimeograph machine. 
Then you put ink in the mimeograph machine, turned the drum, and fed paper into it. It was complicated and took a lot of skill. If you did it right, you got nice copies of the newspaper that were easy to read. If you didn't do it right, it was a mess and you could barely read the paper. At the beginning of the year, we made lots of mistakes. By Christmas, we didn't make many mistakes. That's how it is with things. When you first start doing new things, it is difficult and you make lots of mistakes. And that's okay. But if you practice and practice, then you'll get good at things. Remember, practice makes perfect. In those days, I was editor of the Washington Patriot. I liked to get up in the middle of the night to work on the newspaper. That's a little bit crazy, but it is when I'm most creative. My dad was superintendent of schools and had keys to all the schools in his school district. He had about 15 schools. He let me borrow his key ring with keys that would open every door in 15 schools so that I could go over to the high school in the middle of the night without waking him up so that I could work on my newspaper. I would get up, often at 2 or 3 in the morning, climb out my basement window so as not to disturb my parents who were sleeping soundly, and then walk through the golf course to Washington High School. I would open the journalism room with my dad's master key. I should note that this was before security cameras or motion sensor alarms, so it was quite easy to do this without leaving a trace. Then I would work on the newspaper for a few hours. When I was done or when I got tired again, I would turn out the lights, lock the doors, walk back across the golf course, climb back into my bedroom through the basement window, and then sleep for a few more hours. I did this dozens of times. That was a little bit crazy, but it helped me be more creative. One of these times I remember very, very clearly. I was working on the newspaper when through the window I saw a car drive up. Someone got out of the car and ran toward the building. I was scared, so I turned out the lights. Then there was pounding on the door, and someone was shouting. I was scared, and my heart started pounding. What were they shouting? Would they hurt me? The pounding and the knocking continued. I didn't know what to do. What should I do? What would you do? I was really, really scared. Well, what I did was I prayed a little bit, and then I listened carefully, and then I could understand what the screaming was saying. It was someone shouting, Police! Open up! Then I knew what I should do. Do you know what I did? You are right. You are very smart. I turned on the lights and opened the door. A very big and strong policeman asked in a stern voice, What are you doing here at three in the morning? I was scared and I could hardly talk, but I told the truth. You should always tell the truth, especially to policemen. I am the editor of the Washington Patriot newspaper, and I am finishing up our issue, which comes out on Friday. The policeman looked at me suspiciously and then barked, Ruff, 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 ruff. No, it just sounded like he was barking to me. What he actually asked sternly was, Then why were you hiding? I was still scared. My heart was still pounding, 
but I still told him the truth. You should always tell the truth. I responded, Officer, I was scared. I didn't know who you were, and I thought you might hurt me. I thought you might be a bad guy. The policeman still looked at me suspiciously. He asked, How did you get in here? Again, I told him the truth. I said, My dad is Dr. Edward Iring Hill, the superintendent of Franklin Pierce School District 402. He loaned me his keys, and I showed him the key ring with the master keys to all 15 schools in the Franklin Pierce School District. When he saw all those keys, his mouth was agape. Do you know what agape means? You might not. I barely know what agape means. It means mouth wide open, especially with surprise or wonder. When the police officer saw my impressive key ring with master keys to all 15 schools in the Franklin Pierce School District, he opened his mouth so wide with surprise and wonder that you could have fit a watermelon into it. Well, not really a watermelon, but you could definitely fit a lemon. And if I had a lemon, I would surely make lemonade out of this terrible situation. After the policeman closed his mouth, he said, That's quite a story, son, and I'm going to have to check it out. Let's go for a little ride. And then he put handcuffs on me. No, that's not true. I just wanted to make the story better. He didn't put handcuffs on me. He actually was very nice. He just asked me to follow him. We walked out the journalism room. I locked the door and turned off the lights behind me. We walked together to his police car in the parking lot. He asked me to sit in the back seat behind the barrier designed to keep him safe from criminals. Then he drove me the half mile to my house at 1202 South 129th Street. I was worried what my mom and dad would think if a policeman knocked on the door with me at 3.30 in the morning. As we approached, I asked the policeman if I could just slip into my bedroom so that we wouldn't awaken my parents. I said, you know I'm not a criminal. You know I'm just a responsible newspaper editor trying to do my job. My dad has lots of things that worry him, and he needs his sleep. If we wake him up, he might be angry with me, and he might be angry with you. He's got enough to worry about without having a policeman showing up on his door with his son at 3.30 in the morning. Then I reasoned with our dear policeman. It's good to reason with people. When you reason with people, they start thinking you know what you're doing. So I gave the policeman a suggestion. You can certainly call my dad in the morning and check everything out. I'm not going anywhere. If you talk with him in the morning, we won't have to wake him up. Then he won't be upset with me, and he won't be upset with you. Surprisingly, the policeman saw the truth in my reasoning. When we neared my house, he turned off his lights and slowed down his car. As he stopped the car, he made no noise at all. He looked at me and said, Okay, bring me your driver's license, and I will call your dad in the morning. He let me out of the police car. The back doors of the police cars don't open from inside, for obvious reasons. After getting out, I walked across the front lawn 
then crouched down to enter the home through the basement window leading to my bedroom. I got my driver's license, climbed out the window and out the window well, and then returned to the police officer. He looked directly at me. Why did you enter your home through a basement window? That looks pretty suspicious. I responded, Not really. My house is locked. There are people who steal things around here. You should know that. The policeman asked me, Don't you have a key to your house? I answered, No, I don't. The policeman acted like he didn't believe me. Are you telling me you have a master key for every school in the Franklin Pierce School District and you don't have a key to your own house? I responded, I don't have a key to our house and the master keys aren't my keys. They are the keys of my dad, Dr. Edward Iring Hill, superintendent of the Franklin Pierce School District number 402. And I have them with his permission. And I only use one of those keys, the one that opens the journalism room at Washington High School. My dad likes it that I want to be responsible, even if some of the things I do are a little crazy. The policeman looked at my driver's license, wrote down some numbers, and then looked directly at me. Okay, Edward Jeffrey Hill, I am calling your dad tomorrow, and if your story doesn't check out, I'll be back for you. And then he drove off without turning on his lights until he had turned the corner past our street. I watched him go. And then I did another crazy thing. I walked right back across the golf course, unlocked the journalism room, turned on the lights, and finished the newspaper. And then I went home and slept soundly for a couple of hours. I don't think the policeman ever called my dad. At least I never heard about it. I kept being the editor of the newspaper and going in early in the middle of the night. Even today, I like to get up early to do my work. In fact, I am writing this bedtime story at precisely 5.19 a.m. on September 7, 2023. That's all the time we have for tonight. I hope you will remember to always tell the truth. Being responsible is good, but I hope you will remember that being creative and a little bit crazy is fun and sometimes makes life a little happier. It is a good thing to do new things, even if they may be a little scary. Remember, it is a good thing to be unique in a good way. That's all for tonight. Sleep tight, be good with all your might, and always stay in the light. And when it comes to little brothers and sisters, never ever bite. I love you. We hope you enjoyed tonight's bedtime story. We hope you felt our love for you. And we hope you will have sweet dreams tonight. We love you so much. <laughs>